steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross ice, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a walk ball and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Golden Knights coming off a season-opening, banner-raising 4-1 victory over the Seattle Kraken, undefeated uh, to start this season. You can't go wire to wire if you don't win game number one. That's my new philosophy. And the Golden Knights uh, answered back, and they were able to uh, brush aside the Kraken on opening night. Uh, I don't think that they were very happy with their game, knowing that uh, you could come out and really take advantage uh, of a team that has been through all kinds of events in the last few days. Mm-hmm. So the, the the Kraken certainly didn't have their best game. Uh, the Golden Knights responded, got a lead, and then were able to really settle in. There's different elements uh, about it. The loss of Will Carrier uh, is certainly a, a big part of it. We'll update the lineup going into tomorrow in just a little bit. But the news that came down in the last hour is that uh, Vegas Golden Knight forward, Brett Howden, who had a strong game last night, yeah. and I thought was their best player wire to wire during the preseason. Mm-hmm. He was my MVP of training camp. Yeah. Different positions, uh, able to to generate offense. Uh, Brett Howden has been suspended by the player safety department of the National Hockey League for two games for his hit on Brandon Tanov. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I'm I'm. It's it's unfortunate for obviously for Brandon Tanev. Hopefully he's he's going to be okay. It, it's uh, it's tough for Brett Howden and the Vegas Golden Knights, especially in light of you know Will Carrier and his injury. But it's it's two game suspension. Like it's right on the money for me. I, it Tanev didn't put himself in a, in a, in a compromising position. It was um, you know as clear as you could possibly be. Uh, contact with the head, and really that was the only point of contact. So. Um, I have no issue with uh, with the the ruling on it, and you know, unfortunately for Brett Howden, he's going to be out the next two games. I don't think Brett intended for that to happen, no. and I say that not in talking to him because I have yeah. not uh, been able to communicate with Brett uh, since the hit. But he circled back after the play and skated by, looking down at Tanev, like almost wondering what what happened mm-hmm. uh, or whether did I did I catch on that that good in the head because yeah. you, you you obviously uh, are conscious of of where you're uh, throwing that body check but here's the player safety description of it uh, it was a match penalty for an illegal check to the head uh, player safety saying that both elements of an illegal hit were satisfied that is a principal point of contact mm-hmm. and that contact was avoidable yeah so Brett Howden could have maneuvered or hit Brandon Tanev in another area. Uh, two games for Brandon Tan- uh, for Brett Howden uh, for the hit on Brandon Tanev uh, may seem light to some people, mm-hmm. may seem a little harsh. Here's how player safety delivered the ruling or justified two games instead of three, instead of four, instead of one, or no, no suspension. Uh, 
Brett's never been suspended or fined mm-hmm. in his almost 300 games in the National Hockey League. So this was uh, an out-of-character mm-hmm. uh, play uh, by, by Brett Howden. So two games fell right in the window that, that I expected. It was a hit. It resulted in injury. You can't argue principal point of contact. Mm-hmm. You can't argue that there is uh, injury. Not sure uh, the status going forward for Tanev, but it was his leg, too, that uh, that they were just as worried about mm-hmm. uh, that got buckled when he, when he went down. Uh, and the contact was somewhat avoidable. It, yeah. just, uh, it was uh, a play that, look, it was almost reactionary on, on how, because the puck squirted out into that neutral area right in the middle of the ice. Yeah, certainly an unfortunate hit. To, to say the least, but you know, again, when you when you look at it objectively, and you're just kind of trying to to parse through it, it's it's as as you know, pretty clear a, a two game suspension as you're going to get in that situation. And you know, for Brett Howden and the Golden Knights, they're going to have to operate without him for the next couple of games. And that's the beautiful thing about this this organization from a depth perspective is you've got guys that uh, you're you're going to expect to jump in and, and give you quality minutes. Boy, the Golden Knights were a big game hunting last night with big game players mm-hmm. who came through. Yeah. When you when you go down that goal scoring list from last night, mm-hmm. that's as good as it gets from from a Golden Knights perspective. Yeah. Unless a, a Mark Stone sure. yeah, chimes it, in. It, and it, and he had some quality chances. He sh- he probably should have scored the most goals yeah. out, out of well, anybody last night. But Stevenson scored first, Marcheseau mm-hmm. caps off and he looks like he's in one of those Oh yeah modes right now where For he's sure. streaking in the right direction. Barbashev with an unbelievable finish yeah. off the Braden McNabb stretch pass. And that was a great play because right off the draw, uh, it was Barbashev who, as soon as he saw McNabb was going to get the puck in the corner, mm-hmm. he blew the zone yeah. and, and was gone. And then Jack Eichel puts the, puts the game away. So Stevenson, Marcia so, yeah, Barbashev, and Eichel. Look at that box score and say, I... I I like the Golden Knights' chances if if those four guys are scoring. Yeah, I mean, you get a goal from everybody on your top line, so you'll take that all day long. You really will. I thought Chandler Stevenson was fantastic um, throughout the entirety of the game. And you mentioned Mark Stone. A couple of the near misses were on the power play. Like, Mark Stone probably should have had, at minimum, two power play goals from last night. They were generating really quality looks. He had one right off of the, the faceoff on the first power play opportunity for the Golden Knights on a rebound unable to bury it, but Mark Stone had his chances. And when the puck is, is around those players and finding those players in good spots, it's it's just a matter of time before the timing is back for Mark Stone. But I, I thought, you know, the, the, the Golden Knights leaders, their best players were that last night. That that was a bonus win. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Because I had zero expectations. Uh, I was hopeful <laughs> that they would win. Yeah. But to see them go out and deliver that with everything that was going on, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I was with Bruce. I could have saw a, a deficit early, mm-hmm. or Seattle with the way they play, and and they did have, they were were bad early. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden Hill made made some made the saves that uh, that uh, he really was great at coming up with uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's, that's under the system. That's the way you do it. But he he bought them some time, yeah. and uh, that that's a bonus victory. And if I'm looking around the National Hockey, that one game means one game. Mm-hmm. And Vegas was up front saying, that's not even one game for us. Mm-hmm. Let's just, we'll see what happens going forward. And But that that's bad news. If wow. the team can just like turn it on like yeah. that, yeah. which is 
what they they've done here in the the second week of the preseason and that's the and thing regular season and that's the thing with vegas right like this is a team that i i truly feel believes they can turn it on at any point in time and that's not to say that they're not going to try to build their game it's not to say that they're not going to have these moments where they're good from wire to wire but the the thing about the golden knights and, and kind of how they're built is you can get contributions from everybody. Those final two preseason games, every single line scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have, I mean, you had a huge night from Jack Eichel in LA, but outside of that, I mean, you had somebody different on a night-to-night basis. And, and last night was four different goal scores. Exactly. So you you talk about how how important of a night or big of a night it was for the like the likes of Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, but you get four different goal scores, and that's what we come to expect out of the Golden Knights night in and night out, and they picked right back up. And you're missing. Two of your six defensemen. Yeah. Yep. Still able to get through it without only giving up a single goal. Right. Like, yeah, I was I was impressed with them. That what they did last night. Let's get to uh, Bruce Cassidy and his media availability today, uh, discussing among other things uh, what is going to happen going forward. The, the goaltending situation. Logan Thompson's going to start. Uh, tomorrow night mm-hmm. get his first uh, start of the season whether or not uh, tomorrow gets into the normalcy part of it uh, as opposed to what they've uh, gone through and uh, his lineup tomorrow mm. who comes in with with Brett and this was before Brett Howden's suspension was announced but they were fairly sure with the match panel and then a hearing uh, determined that they were going to lose Brett for at least a game so uh, here is Bruce Cassidy at City National Arena I uh, didn't skate today. He won't travel, so he's getting looked at a little further than he did last night. So well, Dora Fayev's going to go in, um, and then Ron Berg will come up if uh, depending on Brett Howden's situation. So um, there's a couple of. Things that went into that, if it, if it ends up being Ronnie, because Brett can't play, it's a little more replacing Will. Uh, Pav can go in and we know play with Carly. He's done a little bit of that last year, if need be. And um, Cotter can play with Chandler and uh, and Stoney. Uh, it's more who's the best fit in Will's spot. So um, we had good good camps by a number of different wingers, and Ronnie would probably be the best fit if we're going that route. No, no, that just worked out for us. You know, you need some some wingers that can bring energy and physicality, and ours just happened to be a little more on the left side. All, you know, like if you look at Stone, he's more of a headsy player, big, big body, ammo's that way. Marshall will be physical, but he's more of a shooter, so it's just kind of now Coley's definitely that in, in that category. So well, I think your team's important to have some bigger wingers that can apply some pressure in the forecheck. So it just happens to be our left wingers are kind of have a bit of the same mindset. Will tomorrow feel foreign because it's normal compared to what you've been through? Trick question, eh? Trick <laughs> question. Um, no, I think it'll just get us more in the routine of what we're, we're used to. So it's been a great little stretch here. And it's one of the reasons we had an optional today is I think fatigue mentally the last, you know, they have a bonding trip. You come out of that. And we worked pretty hard last week with our group, right? We were down for the most part. So we put a good work 
a week, work weekend. We won a game against Colorado and L.A. You know, we didn't listen. We, we just played better than we were starting to build towards it. You know, you have a weekend of, you know, a, a Sunday, the ring ceremony, the, the Raiders game. So I just feel mentally we could sort of reset today. There's things we need to work on. We're aware of that, but we'll kick those down the road a little bit. So I think normal, yes, that part of it. We'll, we'll start tomorrow and we'll get, or today even get on a plane, right? And, and go the night before and play, uh, get back into routine. You said yesterday that you're a second effort team. What makes you a second effort team? What do you do when you're not seeing second effort? Well, I think some of it is obviously our players have some natural instincts to do that. I think what we did last year in practice, I noticed a lot of the rushes or whatever drills we were doing after the initial rush, we kind of just back into line, say on a two on two or a three on two or five on five. So we started playing it out to the, you hear a whistle, right? So I think it becomes a little bit of mindset too. You're not done. You're not done just because we, we didn't score, or didn't execute the, the play you wanted. Um, so that's a little bit of where we pushed it on the players. The players have been very receptive to it. I just think that's the league. If you don't have second effort, you better have all the best players, right? Because they're going to have to execute the first time. And I don't think it works that way. So I've always kind of believed that. I think our teams in Boston had some of that mentality, dog on a bone, and certainly here. <clears throat> well, work above the puck, work to the puck, uh, support if someone else is going to the puck, but pressure on the puck all over the ice. Um, your routes to get there should be heading back your way after you lose it. Um, you can't cheat, so to speak, and wait behind all the time. I think those habits are sometimes built in at a young age because they're used to someone else going to get it for them, bump it behind. Yeah, it's great to have an outlet like that, and that can work on the power play sometimes if you know you're going to get there first. But in general, it doesn't work that way. When it's your turn to go, so you can see it if you watch for it on video who's closest and who's working to help, you know. And we've got a good group that way. They're willing to do it. it allows our D to stay up, and we're, we're at our best that's what we look like and early on the uh, game we weren't and then we got to it as we went along <laughs> well the simplest was Haggis played with Petro is probably the most ready to move up and play top minutes so it was that simple that became Huddy Pahal uh, Korzak's obviously in the mix as well so we went with Pickles had been here a little longer, so we, they'd played a little, probably a few more minutes together. So that's how we went with it. We'd like to get Corsi involved. Um, you know, the white cloud injury we knew early on, Marty's kind of came late. We don't think it's long-term. So, you know, we don't have to force that. We'll go with the best six, but that's how we, we determine it. And we used Nick last year with Petro, I think in the middle of the year, we wanted to see how that looked, drop Marty down. I think with Whitey, it was the time and then I'll, all plans went out the window, you know, when we lost Theo and Whitey at the same time, and I think it was Petro for personal reasons. So now you're just, you know, trying to find three good pairs that can function together. As a coach, where, when do you develop the resiliency of, like you're all except you're four now. We could go here, you had everybody in now, potentially four now, and how it does get suspended. Three extra. Where do you develop resiliency not to, to have that? And build that next man up for you mean the coach or the team or well mine comes from the Ameri my American Hockey League routes or IHL routes whatever you're just used to guys you can have a great practice okay down there it's a lot of a weekend league right Friday Saturday 
We have a great Thursday practice, great power play practice. You're ready to go Friday morning. Two of the guys are called up because the big team needs them. So now you're starting over. So I think it's just built into you. You better have a plan, you know, B, C, and D. Um, and not only that, you're trying to develop players. So you can't, you don't really always, you should never, I shouldn't say that never. Sitting a guy for an extended length of time in the, in the A is not encouraged by management. You know, I mean, you got to work the guys in. That's what they're there for. So you also, You've learned to do that, to function with maybe a player that isn't as far along as the next guy to get him there. And so to me, that's just comes from um, where I started. And the second part is if your team plays hard and you ask them to block shots and pay the price all over the ice, well, you're going to have injuries. You're going to be in harm's way. So you sort of have to expect that. And, and, uh, and then you have to be a little bit of a positive mindset with the guys coming in. Sometimes they're younger, they just need a chance. We've seen it. And again, that probably goes back a little bit to the American League again. I'm partial to those guys that work hard to get their opportunity. Well, if they never get it, you'll never know. And you can uncover players that way as well, or maybe find some guys you wouldn't otherwise think because they get their chance. You've been described as an organizational coach, a coach that understands what's good for the organization and will do those things. Not at the, not at the expense of things, willing to look ahead and maybe a little farther than the window of what, what's right in front of you. But that becomes an advantage because you're, you, you know, I have everybody involved and when you need somebody, you can figure out. Well, that's the part. you got to have confidence your team's going to still get, win enough, you know what I mean? If you look so far ahead and you're, you're not involved in the moment, you might not be around when, it, when the ahead comes, right? So you got to make sure you're doing your winning and um, getting those guys ready. So I think there's a certain amount of preparation that goes, and these guys just don't all of a sudden come in the lineup. I mean, there's conversations, hey, Johnny, you got to work with this guy for the next week or 10 days, get him sharp in this area and get him feeling good about his game and Dom or Craig or whoever it is. So there's a little bit of that foresight, you know, of getting these guys thinking they're, they can play. Um, and I do believe in that. You, you want to, I don't know, without getting all into it, but if we draft and develop players, the scouts are going to feel good about themselves. They're going to feel good about representing the Knights, and the assistant coaches are getting them ready. They're going to feel good. The American League guys are going to feel good about themselves because they're doing their job, right? And so it's everyone's feeling good about themselves, and I think that that's a good way to run your whole your whole organization. So that's a little bit of it um, right there. It's not just a head coach and 20 players. I mean, it's... A lot of guys behind the scenes doing a lot of dirty work that you'd like them to feel like that's valued. So that's the way I look at it. There's Bruce Cassidy looking forward to getting back to normal, hmm. which started with today's flight. Yep. Go to San Jose, mm-hmm. regular road trip. There's nothing fancy going on. There's no consulate visits like there was right. the night before the game against the LA Kings. Like mm-hmm. There's nothing that's going to pop up. You've done the banner. You've got the rings. Everything's ready to go. Now you just get back to playing hockey. Yeah. Which, I'll talk about this more tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not a believer in early season trap games because everybody's excited. Yeah. But at some point, they're going to exhale. It's fair. At some point, there's going to have to be a time of, whoa, trying to get – Around that mm-hmm. was today being going from a practice to an optional. Mm-hmm. 
and you hope that everybody comes back really fresh tomorrow because l- late night last night too. Oh yeah, you you know that uh, oh, from, the, from the post game show. Yeah, uh, people were getting home last night after the game uh, that were working the game around one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. What time do you roll in? One. 145. Yeah, because yeah. you live uh, in Northern Oregon, so that that makes a, a difference, adds you to it. only missed it by a state or two. <laughs> but but there's, there's like, the turnaround yeah. from last night to today mm-hmm. is something that they were managing. And then you get into uh, the idea of just taking a breath. Now, I don't know whether that's going to be tomorrow mm-hmm. where they take that breath, mm-hmm. whether it's Saturday against Anaheim. Next week, you've got uh, some some pretty interesting teams uh, that you're going to face in Dallas and Winnipeg and Chicago. Uh, but it's it will happen. Mm-hmm. Their schedule is great. It really is for coming yeah. out of the gate. Oh, absolutely! Uh, off a uh, championship, it's it's one of the friendliest schedules I've ever seen yeah. for October. Yeah. Last year they were 15 games in. They had 13 wins. Mm-hmm. It, they they equaled the best 15 game start in NHL history. Yeah. In a normal year, I would say that's approachable again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to roll this thing like that. I'll, I'll be incredibly impressed, but it's there to at least get you off on the right foot. I'd rather have this schedule mm-hmm. than a really tough schedule to start because a tough schedule can force you into it yeah, mentally and physically, like you're right in the battle. But if it doesn't go well, then you've got to capitalize when the schedule gets better for you. And if you don't take advantage of that, you're in a hole. Yeah. I think this is an opportunity. And you kind of mentioned, like, at some point they're going to exhale. And it's incredibly possible that that moment happens against San Jose or Anaheim, and those are still winnable games. Mm-hmm. Even if they even if they have kind like of Like last a, night. Exactly. That was, a, that was a game where you didn't have all your A stuff. Right. Not, and nothing's – there's always more goals or, or mistakes in the first sure. season anyway. And and the fact of the matter is, like, because of the way the schedule works out for the Golden Knights, if those moments happen a little bit more frequently here at the beginning, you are still in games that, that even if the Golden Knights have their B game or even their C game in some instances, they're going to be in games. And that's really all you could ask for if you're the Golden Knights going into a game because you give them a chance, they'll find a way to come through. So I, I think the, the schedule works out pretty well for them. Tomorrow is going to be interesting because again, it's it's another late-ish start up in San Jose. You you know, you, I think for the Golden Knights, they want to go up there as Stanley well, Cup champions. Four guys are out of the lineup too, and you, but then you've got a little bit more. You know, you've got some younger guys that are are trying to take an opportunity. It's not going to be an opportunity that lasts for a long time, but you know, Pavel Dorfeev is going to come into the lineup, right? It, he's going to want to play, and he's going to want to play well, and he's going to want to to make that. A conversation point. So I, I think that, you know, it, it's unfortunate to have some guys out, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world a couple of games in. I'll be curious when the lineup is released tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Will Carrier is not going to play yep. by all indications unless something changes. And when a guy doesn't return, uh, Bruce talked about it last night, mm-hmm. that it, it tends to be less of a short-term right. kind of thing. So Jonas Rombier... Is, is called up, he goes in, he fits that role. Mm-hmm. Now, Dorofiev going in has the chemistry with Carlson. Mm-hmm. Cotter was really good in the preseason mm-hmm. with Stevenson and Stone. I, like, I don't know whether Dorofiev necessarily goes in. He can play both sides. Mm-hmm. If he goes necessarily right in to Stevenson and Stone, 
to to replace Howden's spot. Yeah. Or if they just tweak it a little bit, Dorfiev with Carlson and then Cotter goes over. Yeah, it, it's tough, right? Because I liked Car I liked Cotter with Carlson a lot last night. I, I think Very good. Had, yeah. They had some really good moments. I mean that 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 pass from Paul Cotter to set up Michael Amadio just uh, just outside the the blue paint was fantastic, and that was a an extended shift of really good plays from Paul Cotter. But I like Cotter alongside Stevenson and Stone in this situation. Like if you've got Dorafia in the lineup, I think you can maximize Cotter alongside Stevenson and Stone, and I, I think you draw on some of that chemistry that you have with Carlson and Dorafia. And you haven't gone into a stretch where people are used to playing with each other. Yeah. Like yeah. Cotter's used to playing with somebody for the last five games mm -hmm. because he's been all over the place. Dorofiev has been with a lot of different players, sure. but comfortable with Carlson. So I think, I think you might see that uh, just a, a question going in and it's not a big move mm -hmm. or a big change for, for anybody in that regard, but uh, keep an eye on Carrier. Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll follow that. Yeah. Uh, we know that white clouds out for a little bit after the surgery, uh, upper body injury and Alec Martinez, they keep saying they don't think it'll be long term, mm -hmm. but I don't know what that what what sure. they don't think long term is. Like I is that is that a week? Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, don't, I don't know. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on on those situations, and we know that Howden won't be back until next week against Dallas on yep. Tuesday. Yep, there we are. He'll he'll miss the uh, the next two games. There is, I just like listening to to Bruce. Yeah, every day. When he's when he's talking about getting back to normal, he loves that mm -hmm. uh, uh, that idea and and has some fun with it uh, in the regard of uh, is is tomorrow different mm -hmm. because it's normal. Yeah, I didn't phrase that very well when I asked him <laughs> it, but but it is. It's yeah, everything that they've been through being normal. Yeah, is foreign. It's I mean, different. You're talking about three months of abnormality, right? Yeah. Like, it, 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 from the minute you win the cup until last night, it has been abnormal to this point in your life as a hockey player. So you're used to the chaos now. Yeah, absolutely. Now you get a normal game. <laughs> it's a does that like. throw you off? It might. It's it's incredibly possible that it does. Yeah. But I again, it's it's a it's a veteran group that's been through it before. So I feel like I feel like they're going to be able to go up to San Jose and take care of business. Mm. Have you guys seen these? This is Sports Center commercial mm -hmm. that goes hand in hand with a Jonathan Marshall, Mark Stone commercial from uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, where Marshall's looking, he's checking out at the Arsenal mm. and he's going to buy a jersey <laughs> and yeah. he's looking at the C on his jersey and Stoney comes up and says, So what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> yes. Between the Golden Age commercial with Bill and Will, mm -hmm. the This is Sports Center spot. That Marsha so teams up with Jack Eichel and running the Stanley Cup through the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. That, by the way, that's a magic trick too. How do they? They have the Stanley Cup I know. in there, and then they put it in the dishwasher. Yeah. The dishwasher's not deep enough to take nope. the Stanley Cup. There's there's something funky going on there. It's magic. Yeah, it is magic. It's yep. like sawing yep. your assistant in half. Sure. Come over here, Chapman. Let me saw you in half. Knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. The, well, I mean, there are plenty of magicians here in town, so but, they could have reached well, out. That to, was to, in Bristol, uh, though. Because they were at the uh, the headquarters, they but, could have called in some help. Marcia So, <laughs> Con Smythe Trophy winner mm -hmm. and best actor on the team. Well, that's he, not surprising. He, that's not a he hot delivers. Take. Yeah. He delivers in all three of those spots, mm -hmm. and not just that was funny. Ha ha, a little awkward. Yeah, because we've seen some of the awkwardness sure. with athletes. Yeah, Marcia So 
hits it out of the park in all three of those. I not only is he a Conn Smythe Trophy winner, but like I think he could actually act. Yeah, like you could put him in a movie, and he might win an award for that too. Amazing, steal it. Best supporting uh, hockey player. I'm I'm a fan of the of the C. Um, That's a good one. The C ad because it's just it's so funny. It's just right there. Let him throw it on. It stands for Con Con Smythe. Like, let's go. I liked the one last year with Carlson and his wife, and he buys the dog a jersey, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have one for the wife. But yeah, that was that was pretty good. good See, you you thought the C was for Con Smythe, and I just took it for, as cat as captain. Yeah, I took it as captain. I, well, I, I'm gonna. But s- but that's the versatility sure. of it goes uh, it goes in Eric a Tosi of, and yeah. and Steph Rogers and everybody over the marketing team where it it sort of has its width to it. To me, it was double meaning, right? Interpretation, like, yes. yeah, absolutely. Because he he picks up the Connie Marchie shirt, he's looking at it. Then there's yeah. a C in front of him. It's like, oh, see, and he could make you believe. Absolutely, he could that's probably because you know he's what? such a good actor. He could probably make Mark Stone believe that it's for cons for Con Smythe. And then so quick to understand, like, oh, ooh. Yeah, oh, I can't let Mark know that I picked oh, up a seat. Stoney was awesome with it too. <laughs> it's so them. good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're they're checking out. Uh, I saw a couple of players' family stay in the Arsenal. Oh, nice. Picking up some some souvenirs. They were all down for the banner raising ceremony, so yeah. it was nice to run into uh, some of the uh, extended family uh, for for the Vegas Golden Knights. Off to a one and zero start. There it is. Perfect start. Perfect start out of the gate. Uh, the home opener, the season opener. When we continue, do we have tickets to give away? We do. What are the tickets for? They are for the Anaheim Ducks game. <laughs> well, I well like you I I'm, told you told me, but I'm, I'm thrown off here. because I, I told Ryan, but Captain uh, Darren walks in 30 seconds before the show. So. I've been here for 90 minutes. <laughs> yes, but I forgot that I hadn't told you because I knew I told Ryan. We don't, we don't need a captain. We have a room full of captains here, Chapman. Oh, there it is. So we have two tickets for Saturday night's game. Against the Ducks of Anaheim, thanks to Port of Subs, your neighborhood sandwich shop. Okay, we'll give those away in the next segment. Well, wait, 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 but we have another pair after that. So we have <laughs> two pairs of tickets to give away to go see. I don't know. I'm blanking on. Oh, Trevor Zegras. <laughs> when I said, do we have tickets? And he said, yes. Yes, of course. You could have said we have two pairs of tickets. I'm but staying, you didn't ask I'm, me if I'm we have. Out of you this you just asked me if we Am have I tickets. Am I wrong in that? I, I answered the question correctly. You said, said do, do we, we have, have tickets? tickets? Generous, said, yes. Generally yes. speaking, you're you're looking for all the information. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear this room is wired for candid camera. And people may not remember that show. Well, I, I do. Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Yeah. We play practical jokes yeah. and you, you, you record it. Yeah. I swear this room is wired for that. The amount of strange, bizarre behavior that occurs inside this studio. Is there like a Canadian version of Candid Camera? Like, I know you have Canadian versions of American game shows where, like, you have Canadian hosts. Was there a... Not that I know. There was no Canadian equivalent of Dom DeLuise? No. Not that I know of. Ah. Uh, We also have our game rating category confirmed. We do. We've done the confirmation. We're still tweaking... The individual mm-hmm. categories, yep. but we'll announce that and reveal that uh, as we continue. One-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League with two pairs of tickets to come to see the Anaheim Ducks take on the undefeated Vegas Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carl 
Carlson, left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for One-Timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Get into it. Got a couple of pairs of tickets to give away to Saturday's game against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, let's give away five minutes, okay? Remind me, set the clock. In five minutes, we will give those away. Promise? You got the clock going? We got a clock in the studio. The situation with Connor Bedard is evolving. NHL debut last night for the first overall pick. Picked up a point, and the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks rolled to victory in game number one. Corey Perry, a couple of uh, assists in that game, too. And Nick Foligno was, was awesome. Uh, so the veterans were also really good in that one. Tonight, going on back-to-back nights to start, national television yep. in the United States, uh, going ESPN to, to begin and then TNT tonight. So both get uh, Connor Bedard in their first broadcast. And Bedard scores the first goal of his career tonight. Quick turnaround for everybody, but especially the youngster. There's Bedard dropping it back off to Dotto. Now Bedard with a shot, saved by Olmark. Coming around is Bedard! His first National Hockey League goal! There it is, called by Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek. And Bedard becomes the third youngest Blackhawk player mm-hmm. to score in the National Hockey League behind Eddie Olchek at number two and Mulvey, uh, Grant Mulvey at mm-hmm. number one. Just 893 more to catch Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, You know what I, I discovered today? What's this, that? This is a totally random thing. I was going down this rabbit hole mm. uh, at home. Wayne Gretzky, because I was looking at who Wayne Gretzky scored his last goal against, because Kenny and I uh, talked last week on the chirp, or this week on the chirp, okay. and he he said it was uh, Wade Flaherty, and uh, he was right, and I wanted to see the, the actual goal for some reason. My head works this way. I wanted to see it. His last goal for Wayne Gretzky scores on the Islanders, Wade Flaherty. It made him the all-time leading goal scorer in professional hockey. Hmm. Regular season and playoffs combined. Okay. And any league, WHA or NHL. Okay. The last goal he scored broke a tie with Gordie Howe. <laughs> no way. Yeah. The, that's unreal. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I had no idea that it was that close between playoffs and because Wayne played in the WHA too. Yeah. So you combine all of his WHA goals, regular season and playoffs, and the NHL version, along with Gordie Howe, who played forever yeah. and, and played in both leagues. And they finished one goal apart at the end of the entire total. That's wild. That's the greatest stat you've ever had on the show. Bizarre, isn't That's it? That's amazing. And it all came because my buddy Kenny and I yeah. – hooked up and we're chatting about the the kids in the game and his book is awesome yeah uh, i'm halfway through now i'm mike for all seasons i uh, pick it up because uh, he, he calls like football and mm-hmm. baseball and hockey and uh what's the other sport there basketball oh, there uh, he's nick's uh nick's uh, broadcaster too uh, how he does it. i'm fascinated by all that but uh yeah strange stuff and, and now i'm all sidetracked with this we're not gonna we're not gonna wait five minutes we're gonna do it right now he didn't even set the timer. 702 no, I'm looking at the clock. It's only been three he minutes. Didn't, he didn't even turn his head. 
It's 541. You he, said it at, you know what, at you know 538. What he, just, he looked at that clock as much as he shoulder checks when he's going down Charleston. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I always he's just hoping. Check. He's just hoping somebody's not there. Yeah. 702-876-1340. Which caller? Six. Caller number six right now. And we will give you two tickets to Saturday's game against the Anaheim Duck. We still have two more tickets. So mm-hmm. if you don't win here... Uh, stick around the uh, the radio for a little reaction to uh, or anticipation to what's going to uh, possibly occur. Uh, we out of town scoreboard: Toronto mm-hmm. and Montreal kicking off the season against each other. I love that uh, from Steve Hatchervetsis. The uh, schedule for the National Hockey League: two-two game there. Yep, and significant because. Austin it's, Matthews scored. Well, yeah, Austin Matthews uh, ties the game at two. It was two nothing Montreal. And Austin Matthews uh, gets Toronto back to even with his 300th career NHL goal. That's the fastest in Leafs history to reach that mark. 300th goal. Yeah. He scored four in his first game. He did. Yeah. Pretty good. That game was playing in one of those uh, classic games uh-huh. a little while ago. I'm like, I did that game. Yeah. That's that's how old I am. Yeah. Not that he's he's been around forever. But like, when did that game become a classic game? Oh, Mark Stone was still an Ottawa Senator. You're you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, other uh, action that we want to talk about: Carolina and Ottawa one-one. Uh, this is a, a good game for Ottawa to make an early season statement against the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. And Chicago Blackhawks and Boston Bruins are even at one. Boston trying to follow up the best regular season ever. Mm-hmm. They have only allowed nine shots halfway through the game. Not bad. Not That's, bad. Now, it's it's back-to-back nights. Don't give me any of that. It's early in the season. Uh, they'll be fine. Uh, Boston, I feel like this is uh, a tough game with a lot of expectations. One, they honor 100 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're going to... Uh, honor the century uh, best honor players of, of all time yeah. in the organization. They paid tribute to the 2011 Stanley Cup uh, champions, Shane Addy, on that yep. team. Yep. Uh, I don't think Shane was there. <laughs> uh, and the, there's a lot going on around Boston, especially coming off that season, but stumbling in the first round and then trying to follow it up yeah. is going to be a real challenge for this group. Yeah, it, it will. Um, be nice for them to win in this you would love it, but I, I think I think Connor Bedard is going to do something special the rest of the the, the rest of the way. You've been saying that all day. Yeah, because I want to see it happen. Hey, you like, want him to score like five goals. I here. do. I want him to score like five goals. It'd be awesome. He's doing it again. He's uh, right in front of the net, and uh, he had a couple of whacks at it uh, with the, with the right shot. And Ryan Donato. By the way, Ryan Donato can score too. Yeah, he can. That that guy can put the puck in that. Yeah, they've got a pretty good thing going there. It's not bad. I, it's going to be I fun if nothing they're else. Make the playoffs. But uh, I, I think that uh, they've got a nice little group uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, we're going to wait one more set of tickets. Okay. Right now. 702-876-1340. We have one winner already. Who's going to join them at Saturday's game against the Anaheim Ducks? We, we just give, 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 give. Yeah, we do. Caller number four. Caller number four. You've been very nice to Chapman today. I am. I am. It's been a rough day for him. Yeah, you 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 just roasted them early with oh, your your, your, your the TV. IT yeah. expertise. Yeah, and now just, you're coming back to them. All I did was turn on the cable box. 
You know, you, you call for service, and they say, uh, okay, can we get you to unplug it and yeah. plug it back in? Can you reboot, please? You didn't even have to do that. Nope. Just had to turn it on. Yeah. You didn't even have to turn it off and on. <laughs> no, just you on. Just Turn it on. Mm-hmm. 702-876-1340. He's frazzled. Answer, <laughs> caller number four, Chapman. And we'll come back with Catching Up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Before I get into it, Connor Bedard just took a penalty. Tripped Ooh. Brad Marchand. Looks Man. like a knee. Wonder if player safety will look at it. I don't think so. No. Uh, we're going to give Chapman a break here. He's had a rough day. Yes. You've got an announcement to make regarding the game rating. You know, I should have called Bruce Cusick and have him come on and do this. Do you want to wait then? Yeah, we could maybe have him do it tomorrow. Are you going to be able to come through for but, but, but we got we got a rating to give well, today. Yeah. Okay, but did that sound? No, confident? no, no, no. But but like did I feel like. Comp- like are, are you, you know where are Bruce you is for right sure now? It's gonna happen. I could get. A, let me. Let me. What well, if Bruce I, is away? I, I can't get him right now. But it would have been. We we could have brainstormed this. I'm glad I I thought of it as we brought came back yeah, from break. once again. Yeah. So what's what are you thinking about this? Well, we could just have him, ladies and gentlemen. I have an announcement to make. Okay, that's where you got it from. I have an announcement. It's yeah. got nothing to do with the game rating. It's no. Just, but he's going with the tacos thing. Let's let's announce our, okay. our, our game rating category. Game rating category is booze. Nice. Yes, booze. That's the winner. That's as voted by you. So you cannot get mad at us. You this is an upset. be angry with us or anything. It came down to booze, uh, barbecue meat, and Star Wars characters. And Booze is the winner. I would have picked uh, or predicted that Booze would finish third in that in that group. What did you have first? Barbecue? Uh, I I had barbecue and then Star Wars character, and I was thinking either mm-hmm. one of those would be good. Yeah. I didn't think Booze would come, but we're in Vegas. Yeah, there we are. As Doug Marsh said, apropos. That's a good point. Uh, we've French got. Guy. Do you want to go with the one through five right yep. now? Okay. So as we have determined, a number one out of five, worst possible rating you can get, Fireball. Fireball. Number two out of five, gin. Three out of five, tequila. Four out of five, scotch whiskey. And a five out of five is Dom Perignon. And our justification here is uh, fireball is just like, <laughs> it's kind of, if you've had sp- fireball, you've been around people that have had fireball, if, it, it's fun. Yeah. But. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> and you know. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we get into gin. And gin is one of those, I think, acquired tastes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, my grandfather. It, I haven't oh, acquired it. I, I never acquired it either. And <laughs> even if it was the last thing in the cabinet, mm-hmm. I wasn't yep. going there. But yep. I do have friends that, that liked it. I just never went there. Yep. Uh, number three is tequila. Now, tequila is very popular now and sure. very uh, fancy, very... Uh, Delicate on the uh, the palate, mm-hmm. but it's also like the thing with the worm in the bottle, mm-hmm. and you do a quick shot, and away, away you go. It can go a couple different directions. Yeah. So that's why it's right in the middle. Right in the middle. Scotch whiskey is fancy. Yeah. And you got the double barrel, the 28-year-age yeah. stuff. Like it, it gets right in there to borderline uh, out of my league. <laughs> And then you've got the dome. Yeah. Which, you know, that's is the phenomenal. Elite of league. Have you ever had dome? 
I I don't think so. Well, yeah. I, I think at, at a wedding once. At a wedding once. You don't you don't sound very sure of yourself there. Well, I mean, it, I'm, I'm why would thinking. You sell, why would you serve Dom at a wedding? I don't know. Because it's, it's expensive, like fancy champagne. It wasn't my wedding. Yeah. No, everybody's plastered. Yeah. It just seems like a waste. Not at the wedding toes when they first show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like pop the bottle. Let's and we've go. got 10 seconds. Well, it's clearly a 5 out well, of 5 last night. Cancel, Bruce. It was a 5 out of 5 last night. Dom on an opening night win.